The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Donald Trump has named his three eldest children and his son-in-law to his presidential transition team, despite assurances that there would be a line separating them and their running of the Trump organization from the workings of the White House. Timothy O'Brien, the executive editor of Bloomberg Gadfly and Bloomberg View, has written a column entitled Trump's Tangled Web of Family and Business Ties, and he joins me now. Tim, let's start with how important is it that the Trump children and son-in-law are on this transition team? Well, it's significant because it undermines the notion that he's created clear dividing lines from his own business and financial interests from the policies he might pursue or help enact as president. Uh, The whole core of this issue right now is about self-dealing. And The conflict of interest laws that exist now were put in place, quite obviously, to prevent politicians of all parties, all stripes, and all intentions from using their power or their office to feather their own financial nest. The problem arises in that Congress never made those laws applicable to the president. And there's some good reason around that. The reason is the president touches so many issues that legislators believe there was no way you could come up with an equitable conflicts law that wouldn't leave a president twisting and turning at every moment to decide what to do to make sure there wasn't a conflict. In in the breach, then, we have tradition. And presidents have relied essentially on two things, disclosure and what I call distance. Um, Disclosure is pure and simple. Release your tax returns. Let the voters and the American public know what you have at stake financially. We know that Trump has fully and flagrantly ignored this. He had a presidential campaign that lasted a year and a half. He refused to release his taxes. His spokesman said there's going to be no change in that course. The other thing we have to rely on is distance. And by distance, I mean setting up a facility or a person or a blind trust that manages all of your business and financial interests without your input. Trump has said, sure, I'll set up a blind trust. My children, my children will run that. Well, that's also not viable. Now, what do you see as the most serious potential conflict of interest? Um, There's a number. Uh, He's a real estate guy. Uh, He's got a very, very modest real estate business. It's a boutique business. He's never been one of New York's biggest real estate developers, but he has some some well-known holdings, obviously. And um, he's going to be involved with tax code that would affect how um, the the buying and selling of of properties are affected. Um, He's like many real estate developers, highly leveraged. He has quite a bit of bank debt, uh, including to a major German bank, Deutsche Bank, which is currently under investigation by the Justice Department, which currently would be the beneficiary of any deregulatory moves that the Trump uh, administration makes in Washington. And of course, that would put him in a position to benefit from a, a lender treating him well because he treated the lender well. And is there any kind of watchdog, any kind of group that is going to be looking at this? 
There's the Office of Government Ethics in Washington. It's a federal office housed in the executive branch, and it reports to the president. Uh, it can suggest guidelines. For example, uh, OGE has said that you can't have a blind trust that uh, your children oversee or any family member oversees, that it undermines the whole notion of a blind trust. Um, and whether or not they want to enforce that and enforce it against a president who also employs them will be an interesting moment. Also, I was reading in your column that he hasn't necessarily ruled out having his son-in-law in involved in administration. Well, all the children are on the transition team. They're they're involved with appointing 4,000 people to the federal government. They, by virtue of those positions, now have skin in the policy game. He's asked for security clearances for his children. They don't need it. Why he's asking for it is a little bit beyond, but nonetheless, it shows that he's not creating clear divisions between his family and the federal government. Rudy Giuliani on CNN over the weekend suggested that none of this applied to Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, because he's got his own business interests. But the reality is that Jared Kushner is married to Donald's daughter. So does Donald talk to Ivanka about policy, but Jared about business? Or does Jared talk to Ivanka about business, but not about policy? It all gets very confusing. Finally, in about uh, 30, 45 seconds, what is your, looking forward, do you think that there will be something coming out, some kind of a structure? I think, I, I think it would be useful for Donald Trump to show that he stands strongly in the tradition of his predecessors in the Oval Office, and he discloses his taxes to the American public, and he uh, acknowledges strong divisions between business and policymaking. But I don't expect either of those things to occur. Thank you. That's Timothy O'Brien. He is the executive editor of Bloomberg Gadfly and Bloomberg View. And if you want to read more of his columns, go to ViewGo on the Bloomberg Terminal. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. I want to say thanks to my producer, Mark Siniscalci, and my technical director, Reginald Bazile. And coming up next, we have Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. Carol, what's up? I wanted to continue your conversation with Tam. Really interesting, isn't he? He's great. We're going to try and continue that. We're going to take a look at that transition team, what it means for the next administration. We've also got the CFO at Napster. They've got uh, some new partnerships with Sprint and some others. So what are the implications for the company? But uh, we got a lot going on in the next couple hours. Jim, All right. Back to you. Bloomberg Markets with Carol Master and Corey Johnson coming up right here on Bloomberg Radio. Stay tuned for all that and more. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.